All right. All right. How's it going, Gwen? <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's good. Uh, y- yeah, everything's good with an asterisk, right? Like, it's good considering the world and shit. Yeah, like, like it's yeah. good. It's good to a point. <laughs> yeah, it's about as good as could be expected in the moment. Yeah, it, it's been a it's been a crazy week in the world of live streaming. If you're you're interested in that, I uh, yes. So, Doctor Disrespect. Now he <laughs> he's someone that I've even done this podcast at that I find entertaining, and I do in certain in small chunks. I he he could be very funny to me. I know a lot of people that do not find him funny and think he's just like a piece of shit and not shouldn't even be on the platform levels of like not good i know he got banned from twitch once before because he did i don't know if you know, know about this like e3 last year he did an irl stream and you know, just filming him walking around the convention center and during that he went into a public bathroom and didn't stop filming <laughs> and a lot of people were kind of mad about that understandably it also broke california law because you can't just film in a toilet <laughs> like <laughs> so he got banned it was only a temporary ban and he got i imagine back. that really increased his viewership too oh yeah completely and he yeah. was he's one of the highest viewed uh streamers on the platform no no question so like, so twitch is like giving up a lot of money getting rid of him recently gave him like he signed a contract recently and while the exact number wasn't specified i don't think he signed an exclusivity deal to that platform like two two or three months ago not that long ago for what was reportedly in the millions levels of money Mm -hmm. that he had been given to remain exclusively on twitch and the, the only other controversy that i'm aware of and people could correct me on this but was that he cheated on his wife but he did it in a very public way where he went on stream and talked about it and then didn't stream for like two or three months and then came back. I think that might be where a lot of people think he's scummy, but like I again that this is that was all I knew before like watching him really. So I don't know, but this most recent thing was crazy. So you just wake up one morning, if you're me. And Twitter has gone insane because everyone's like, Dr. Disrespect has been banned from Twitch. And the reports are he's been banned from Twitch permanently. Everyone mm-hmm. everyone who was subscribed to him got an email from Twitch saying, here's your money back. <laughs> Which apparently hasn't happened before when people get banned. So people, Oh, shit. Yeah. That is huge. Right? Everyone okay. that was subscribed to him got there. Here's your $4.99 or $9.99 or whatever it was. You got that money back. S- So what I got was like, I was on Twitter and I saw Dr. Disrespect trending and it was with along the name of another streamer. And from what I can tell is loads and loads of people on Twitter and elsewhere were like, yo, this one streamer shows her tits on stream, but we're banning Dr. Disrespect. What the fuck? And I couldn't figure out like, is there some correlation between these two streamers? Why was this one random chick getting dogpiled? So that one random chick is a streamer called Alinity. And uh-huh. she has been being dogpiled on for ages because in one of her streams, she had a cat that she just chucked over her head live on stream. And Whoa. people, yeah, people were mad about that. And there was also a video of her giving her dog like vodka and people were mad about that. There's also just the general bias of the fact that she's a woman. And 
she apparently like accidentally flashed a camera once. So I like I don't know if that really if it was an accident. I'm not really that worried about that. But chucking a cat seems to be the main thing that people are mad about, and she never got banned or had any action taken against her. So for the last like year and a half, every t- every time Twitch posts anything, people reply, "When are you going to ban Alina?" Uh, that, I see. That's okay, been a so thing that's forever. Com- Okay, so it's completely unrelated to yes. the Dr. Disrespect. This is just, if you're a fan of Twitch, you hate Alinity. Apparently so. Yeah, I, I okay. know that because when I was working at Meow Wolf, we did some stuff with Twitch and there was a big tweet that went out and it was like, Meow Wolf, Twitch, doing a thing. And the only replies were about this one person. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's got, they're not even talking about anything to do with what Twitch has just said. And then I noticed that was already a pattern. But yeah, with Doctor Disrespect, so he got banned, and people were like, "Why? No, Twitch haven't said anything. He hadn't said anything. There was just silence, and he's just not on the platform anymore. If you go to Twitch.tv/slash Doctor Disrespect, there's nothing there anymore. Like just a thing that says there's nothing here. So that's really weird. And obviously, the rumor mill went crazy, and people guessing basically there was a few journalists that kind of or like broke the news that were saying that they knew what it was but they couldn't comment which obviously just drove the rumor mill even crazier uh he's apparently and i haven't checked to look this his discord partnership had also been removed so yeah okay so i would think like maybe uh, before i would think like maybe mixer counteroffered and twitch like slammed him yeah, down you'd think. like a fire the person but mixer we have to go into this later mixer's gone now so uh that can't be it and the fact that discord is in is canceling it too implies something right yeah but i feel like if it was a me too thing it would have come out like there's no reason to keep that secret i you 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 would have thought that now the story evolves uh, for, into the next morning like there was a day of silence where it was just filled with people going crazy then dr disrespect tweets saying he doesn't know why he's been banned which just makes people go even more crazy with the speculation because <laughs> it's like oh because there was speculation that like the police had raided his house and like all this madness but like he's just tweeted saying i have no idea why i've been banned from twitch i don't know what's happened I hope to find out more soon, kind of a thing. That's got to be bullshit, right? But you'd think. Like, I don't. Maybe this is some, like, God tier level marketing plan. That's the one of the theories. <clears throat> yeah. One yeah. of the theories. Because he's got. This is like. So he's got, like, he's got a TV deal for a TV series with Skybound TV. He's got a book deal with, like, a really big book publisher. He's got. Hmm. Like, I think there's something about a movie, but I don't know if that's true or not. But he's got some big stuff in the works, seemingly. So some people are thinking, is this just a, like, a a marketing stunt? But then for them to give everyone their money back, that was the part where, and not say anything, like, that seems like a weird move. And particularly people were saying, if this is a marketing stunt, doing it right now when a lot of, like, kind of mid-high tier streamers like a bunch of them had been just been banned for like sexual like crime and stuff this would Mm. be an (laughs) ill-timed moment to pretend to ban someone but yeah 
yeah, it was just all sorts of like drama and you know just a a brief welcome distraction of like what so i don't know it's the mystery yeah it's the mystery that makes it interesting it'll probably turn into something horrible like knowing how the world seems to constantly go like it'll be like no he's a criminal and we couldn't talk about it because crime and it was like oh right (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense yeah lawsuits and stuff that was that's kind of like what i'm thinking i'm like whatever it is Probably the reason they're not talking about it is because legally they can't. So, I don't know. But we'll see. So that's crazy. But yeah, he is one of their biggest partners. And for this to come right off, as you alluded to, Mixer shutting down. Yeah, so that's a crazy. big deal. So Mixer spent millions getting content, convincing mm. Shroud and these people to, to come over and stream for them. Mm. And now they're they're just throwing it away. Yep. It's just uh, done. And they kind of handled it very poorly, but these things tend to be done from like the staff and end user perspective as poorly because people like people notice the uh, so to, for backstory, Microsoft's streaming service Mixer, uh, it, they announced in a blog post and a press statement, and Microsoft announced this themselves as well, as did Xbox, that in one month's time, Mixer's completely gone. And they're not going to continue with the Mixer project anymore. Microsoft uh, or Xbox are partnering with Facebook Gaming for uh, the exciting future of xCloud. And that's it. And if the partners and streamers on Mixer want to go over to Facebook, they can. They'll make the process as easy as possible. But that's it. That's it. In a month, you're done. All your content will vanish. So please download it now. And <laughs> that's it. So those those exclusivity deals for like Shroud, are mm. those just over now? By, Shroud obviously didn't pay the money back. Yeah, by all accounts, I believe it might have been Shroud. One of them, there was like two, three or four that were the big signings. One of them has moved over to Facebook and this, he, they had a video come out kind of fast that was them going like, I'm moving over to Facebook. This is what we're doing which made people kind of mad because it obviously indicated that these people knew about it before other, <laughs> before the staff of Mixer did. But again, that is the way a lot of these things go. Not to excuse it, but you know. it's. Uh, but people like Ninja, and I think Shroud, I think Shroud might be one of them, but definitely Ninja are now free agents and can go wherever they want. It seems the what's happened, according to The Verge anyway, what happened was they were offered an amount of money to go over and sign exclusively at Facebook. They declined, which meant Mixer had to buy out the rest of their contract, which is what they've done. So Ninja's apparently made like 30 million for like, Holy yeah, shit. 30 million for like 11 months wow. of him being on Mixer <laughs> and it doesn't exist wow. anymore. He can just go back to Twitch. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, right? Holy shit. Yeah. God, uh, I should Shroud do a made different... 10 and Ninja made 30. Wow, dude. Well, okay. What, like, was, was it worth the loss? Like, why not just run it at this point? Well, I guess, I mean, there's operating expenses. It's. I don't know the, like, how... 
Yeah, so the real thing, the uh, it, so this is the thing. Like I think I said to you at the beginning, it's a surprise, but it's not a surprise kind of situation. It's a surprise, and that completely out of the blue, mixer just came out and were like, "Yeah, it's done in a month." And I was like, "Oh," <laughs> and if you went on Mixer just after that blog came out, it was a very depressing sight because the everyone streaming on their website was finding out about it at the same time people were very upset people were very angry you know this was this was some people's like livelihood same as like all the people that work there like there was just a lot of people that like and they found out at that moment so it was crazy going on mixer and just every stream was like the background was this blog post but are there that many people that really like their livelihood is streaming on mixer some people i wouldn't say that many but there's certainly a group uh, but yeah. th- but this was the real thing it was a surprise but it wasn't a surprise it wasn't a surprise because growth had been minimal ever since they spent all that money on ninja it, it that was the first moment where it was like oh microsoft are putting in a lot of money here when they did that big flashy signing of ninja and spent millions of dollars getting him away from twitch and you know he was a well-known streamer that had been on like he was on i think he was on ellen he was on the masked singer like he he was like it's a twitch streamer who isn't a horrible crazy racist or something so look here he is <laughs> so you know he was of relative note for mixer to sign but i'd actually seen i forget what website it was it might have been venture beat but there was an article months and months ago now but it was about the growth in twitch and YouTube, uh, and Facebook, I think, as well, of viewership on their platforms. Unlike Mixer, who had had no growth whatsoever during the pandemic, which was <laughs> just the thing where you saw it and went, hmm. And it had always been the case. Ninja had been pulling in, like, his general concurrence on Twitch were around, like, 20K, like, 17 to 20K people watching at any one time. And when he went over to Mixer, that began at about seven and went down to about two to three, like thousand people. Ooh. And it never grew from there. And and even then, the drop off, like you, you will go on Twitch now and a big stream, a really big stream, like a esports final can have like 250,000 to 500,000 concurrence. But like... Your average kind of streamer, like before he was kicked off, like a Dr. Disrespect, get like 25K, like 25 to 30, 30 on a good day. You're saying average. You mean average among the people that make money and make a livelihood off of this, which is a This was the big people. Fraction. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, but okay. the, the drop off there is kind of steady, like in terms of going from people that have like one person watching them to people that have 25,000, there's a relatively good curve down to that Mm -hmm. one person whereas on mixer it was like you had ninja had two thousand people watching him the next stream down was like 250 people watching it was like ah (laughs) here lies the problem people aren't watching it people don't browse mixer to watch things mixer was superior technology so it was better if there was an event I'm surprised they didn't move more into enterprise stuff or make initiatives with schools so that mm. teachers can teach through Mixer. You know, try to take something that's not entertainment. I I always felt like they were just trying to be Twitch again. That was the real problem. Now, when when they started out 
as a I think they were they were called Beam back when I first got into live streaming before Microsoft bought them and changed mm -hmm. the name. Uh, the tech they had was very impressive. However, in the intervening years, Twitch have very much taken a lot of what they did and repackaged it into what they're doing. So a lot of the advancements were being implemented into Twitch. So like low latency streaming, while not as good, and while the quality doesn't look as nice on Twitch, they definitely, like their encoding or whatever it is, definitely isn't as good. Their cat, they've incorporated that. They've caught up to a degree. Like you, you can have low latency streaming, which, you know, is, I imagine most of the people listening to this would understand that concept, but it's like, the, the few seconds between me saying hello and someone on their computer on the other side of the world hearing me say hello being shorter and shorter, which just makes it yeah. more interactive. And that was... Which means you engage more easily with the audience. Exactly. Yeah I, yeah, I just feel like there's so much potential in streaming that is outside of just entertainment. Mm. And I, like I said, teaching schools, we're in the middle of a pandemic, partner with schools, um, be the, the streaming platform for that sort of thing. I just feel like there there was there had to be some kind of innovation they could do here. And I know Mixer put a lot of money into like um for a while they were funding games specifically for Mixer with the idea that people would want to play games together. They they were searching they were trying to innovate in certain ways. Oh, they were. They just didn't have a hit. No. That's that that was a lot of the real problem. They never they they also never really had any big homegrown talent on their website. There was no one that was drawing you in. And as you say, because they didn't really offer anything different, it was like, why would you, what was your reasoning for going there? Like as a consumer of that kind of, of that medium myself, there was, there wasn't any, I hadn't, I went on Mixer for the first time in about five or six months to, to when the day it was shutting down just to see like, Oh, I wonder what's happening. And that, that was the first time I've been in there for ages. Yeah. You know, in a weird way, it reminds me of the difference between Steam and the Epic Games Store. Like the, the problem that Epic Games Store is spending a lot of money to get around is the idea that um, people will come to the Epic Games Store to play Fortnite, but they didn't browse other games. And so they're like, okay, we need to give you a, a library of games. But until you mm -hmm. hit, hit a certain critical mass, um, your audience isn't used to browsing that storefront. Your audience will maybe be like, oh, there was this game I was really looking forward to. I guess I can only get it on EGS. They'll go buy it there. And then they'll immediately go back to Steam for browsing when they're bored to find a new game. And getting to the point where people are actually browsing that platform for a game is like the, it's like the the magnum opus, right? Like it's the the thing, getting that to be the, the platform you idle on. Um, and I I mean, what it's taken for Epic to, to like get close to that is a combination of Going for a slightly different market, a market that's a little their Fortnite market, which skews a little bit younger, and a shit ton of money. Mm. Uh, and I wonder if there was a market that was just different from Twitch in some way, different from Twitch's market, and you're willing to put enough money behind it to to get that market. Maybe that market's weird. Maybe it's like find a way to make streaming cool for middle aged women. Mm. You know, like find a way to make streaming cool for some different demographic that make this. I think the, the biggest mistake Mixer made was deciding like, oh, streaming is cool for people who want to watch gamers play games. Um, when it, I, I personally, some of the things that resonate with me the most about Twitch are watching musicians practice making music, mm. the IRL streams and the way that people can share their lives. And I know like I am putting my own personal bias into this because that's what I like. I think that's far more interesting. But I, I just feel like there was an opportunity 
there might have been an opportunity there if they just didn't brand it as like game thing for gamers. I agree. The, the, it, I mean, there was definitely conversations pre-pandemic of Twitch having plateaued or reaching a plateau of new users and new people coming in. And that was a, a genuine problem for the company. And they were constantly doing initiatives of new things that could be on, not just video games, like music, like all the stuff you kind of listed, like that had been a conversation for a while. And the situation we're in now where everyone was trapped indoors is like they had a big boost of new viewers so you know it exposed them to a new audience at that time but it i completely agree that like they could have looked into doing something different rather than just being like it's kind of the same but like not many people are here and it's like oh cool. yeah i mean i can tell you uh, what i would do if i was mixers i would look at youtube and i'd be like what on youtube that is wildly popular in youtube could would benefit from being on a stream instead and then corner that market like Honestly, makeup tutorials. Mm. How much better would it be if you could engage with somebody as they're putting on their makeup? Like, I don't know why people are obsessed with those things, but they're wildly <laughs> they, popular they on YouTube. Are. Yeah. Like, so make it so that stream makeup tutorials. Make that like a, a section on the website. Uh, go after go after the things that aren't on Twitch, but are like YouTube stars. Because now you can take a YouTube star that's famous for her makeup tutorials put her on Mixer and say, have her tweet out about it. Like, hey, I'm, from now on, you can talk to me as I do it. You can engage with me and I'm exclusively on Mixer and, and support talent that's just like in a different direction. I feel like Mixer could have done that. And I know it's hindsight's 2020, whatever. Maybe it probably wouldn't have worked out, but I never felt like it was a good idea to just take chase what Twitch is already doing. I completely agree. And, and, and that's another case where the competition had caught up. Like YouTube, they have years back tried a YouTube gaming initiative and that didn't really get anywhere. And, mm -hmm. But in terms of live streaming now, they have implemented the few features that they were missing that was a thing keep dragging people away to Twitch with ad revenue going down. People were looking over at Twitch and going, well, I can just get donations and subscriptions over there. I can't do that here. So, okay, I'm a youtuber with a, a million people subscribed to me but i'm gonna go over to twitch to stream now they've added subscriptions and ways for people to give you money on youtube which means most of those creators with their already built-in following and this has only happened in like the last year but they're staying on youtube because you can stream to youtube quite successfully and that was like you say it's another thing they could have tried and they had this microsoft money and backing yeah. like it, is youtube streaming like popular is it good it's popular with the people so trying to because i'll say uh, when i when i stream on i'm nobody so my numbers don't matter but when i stream on twitch i get like maybe 30 people watching mm. and i put that video on youtube and i get like 300 people that watch the video mm. and maybe like 30 people watch the vod later so it's not exactly like it's more like a 5x number of viewers on youtube i feel like there's just way more people on youtube yeah so YouTube streaming is quite popular and that they've got a lot of mechanisms now that you can do it quite well where you can you set up your stream so everyone who's subscribed to you already and their feed will get a little thing saying at this time on this date this video specifically is going to go live 
there's a live chat people can subscribe people can send you money like it 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 works very well and like you say there's way more people on youtube and google would love to be a king of that market and they're catching up facebook is another big one as well while it may not be for live streaming it's not a huge choice in the west but in asia it's huge like facebook is a really big deal in other parts of the world and they're trying to catch up here as well Dude, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around that. That like, cause as an American, I, yes, Facebook is big here, but it's not, from what I understand, overseas, Facebook is the way you connect to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. My, and I, yeah, like it, it, it's, it, I just don't quite like it's replaced internet explorer in mm, a weird way. hundred mm, right? percent. The company I work for, XSplit, uh, Split Media not Labs. Not that anybody uses Internet Explorer, just like, you know, Firefox, hey, new Internet one, Browser. Internet You're telling browser. me you didn't, you haven't opened up the new one that the Windows update's telling you about? Oh my Edge? God. Oh, yeah. it didn't give me a fucking choice. It also pinned itself to my taskbar. I know, Thanks right? for that. I had to take the it away. Are you? That's very presumptuous, man. Like, that's an aggressive maneuver right there. But yeah, that, so XSplit are based in the Philippines, in Manila, and... I know people that they're like for them, like the Facebook marketplace, he was like, don't you use that? And I was like, well, it's kind of just like eBay, like local eBay is all it is for me. And I sometimes use it if I'm trying to sell something just because that tab is in my, in the app. He was like, no, that's like where you buy things. Like you, it's like an Amazon here almost like you, it's huge. And yeah, like for, like you said, for a lot of people, that's, that is the internet. It's got everything on it. <laughs> like you yeah, don't need anything but they're, else. They're they're losing their investors though. It's not or doing very well over here. Yeah, that's <laughs> I like mean, it's the, doing well, the, but you the, know what I mean. Well, it's not doing as well. Like it's not Amazon, but beyond that, this week was a big deal because there was it Verizon stopped giving um I a bunch of major companies said that they wouldn't give money to Facebook anymore for adverts. Yeah, I so again, I've been solidly following everything that's gone on in the streaming world so i saw that headline but i barely read it i just saw something like it was like verizon levels of companies and it was something to do with misinformation or something was the reason they were yeah i mean there's been pushback against facebook for a long time because facebook profits off of uh misinformation basically like they have no incentive not to have misinformation on there and the more people click and engage with things people are more likely to click and engage with things if they're outraged. It is like a, it's a, unfortunately a system that's built to make people to bring out the worst in humanity in some mm. ways. Like that, I know it's a bold statement, but like in a way it, it kind of, a lot of the social media, Twitter and so forth um, is kind of constructed to build out or how to put this. A lot of social media really does bring out the worst in us yeah, because it thrives on negative emotions on you get you're more likely to engage with something you hate um or just powerful emotions in general but usually like outrage and so forth the difference is with twitter i'm not saying twitter's great but you can set it to only show not only do you choose who you follow you can set it so that you see things consecutively in order Mm. whereas facebook will bump things up in your feed or add things to your feed that are kind of tangential like say you're you're a friend of yours posts some really nice happy thought, you're gonna have a hard time finding that because Facebook's burying that under as much 
more higher engagement uh, posts as possible. Mm. So in a way, Facebook's always gotten slack for that. Also, Facebook um, Facebook is constantly in trouble here in America for... Depends on which end of the political spectrum you're on, but both are pretty pissed at Facebook. Yeah. For, for just allowing anything to be posted for the most part. Um, so long as it's not, you know, like snuff porn or some shit. Uh, politically, you are allowed to say anything and that's a protected perspective. And this goes into a lot of stuff, really. It's a heavy conversation. Um, the the com- I, I don't even know like how to start, to be honest. Like the, the conversation of is a platform responsible for what is posted on the platform like and how far do you take that is an isp responsible for everything on the internet is a um, streamer responsible for the things that people say in their stream is twitch responsible for every streamer is like is facebook responsible for every post and to what degree and how how responsive is too responsive and at what point are you removing at what point do you declare something is factually inaccurate uh, in a world where facts are like fuzzy now, right? Given mm. 2020, it, it just it does become a massive mess. But I, Facebook apparently flipped over some line; they crossed some line because people have just decided, no, you're just shitty. You've just done too many shitty things. You profit off of misery. We're not allowing it anymore. And mm. I haven't followed the story closely enough to know exactly what the tipping point, like, I don't know what the straw was that broke the camel's back, but it, it is true. Apparently, um, a bunch of their, their higher revenues, uh, what do you call it? People who pay for advertisements are pulling out and advertisements are how Google and Facebook make most of their money. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I saw after the Mixer shutdown, part of that, the statement was Microsoft are now working with Facebook gaming to bring you the future of xCloud. And I saw Jeff Gertzman from Giant Bomb tweeting uh, just after that had come out, pointing, saying that like when they added login with Facebook as something to do on their website they said it was the least popular thing they've ever done on giant bomb and they ended up getting rid of it and they said he said it was it's going to be interesting if logging into facebook is going to be in any way integrated into the xbox experience in the same way that you know if you wanted to stream through your console the easiest way to do it was to mixer using their built-in tools so mm-hmm. is Facebook login? And he said that in America at the moment, people really don't like Facebook. So is that going to be a detrimental thing to them? Well, wait a minute. Why um, just adding a feature to be able to log in with Facebook? Or do you think they're going to force it? Well, I so uh, again. Like did Giant Bomb force it? Or were people like mad that there was the option? I'm not sure. I best say if I'd have to find the tweet, I could probably find it now. But I... Uh, there you go. This might seem weird, but the login with Facebook button has been one of the most derided things we've ever added to the site. So I'm guessing he's saying that they just added it and people were mad about it. Attempting mm. to migrate Mixer users to Facebook gaming seems pretty ridiculous to me. The audience hates, fakes, hates Facebook and they probably should. If this turns into a big console level integration for Facebook on the next Xbox, that'd be real bad. 
So it, that's all just speculation. And it sounds like from the way that read was that it wasn't a forced, you have to use Facebook thing, but it, it was something they added and people were just not happy about that. Well, that's just like, honestly kind of weird to me. Like, why would anybody be mad about adding a feature? Uh, like yeah. it doesn't detract from the experience. Yeah, I'm not sure to be perfectly honest with you. It's I do I am interested in the idea though that they cuz I have to wonder like I guess it's just the way well, it will be the operating costs of these things, but it's like they had their whole they had their own infrastructure that was like and everyone assumed with Mixer everyone assumed that yeah, it doesn't make any sense right now cuz it's not doing very well, but when the X Cloud kicks in, when that Series X comes out, they've been talking about doing something together with those two things. That's when it's all going to make sense. That's when it's going to start killing it because Xbox are going to pump some sort of exclusivity into Mixer that's going to be amazing. But yeah, I get that the answer seems to be they weren't. <laughs> or yeah. if they were, it was going to cost too much. Or they're looking at Stadia because Stadia is doing the same thing but hasn't quite. Like something is going to happen. Some combination of like streaming plus streaming is in streaming games plus streaming mm. uh, like people streaming plus all this. There, There's probably something in there, but Google's going after it too. And it's expensive and it's yeah. hard to say how much this matters. And the audience that wants to buy games in a storefront, like I'm when I'm scrolling through Steam, I don't give a shit about the stream at the top of Steam. Like, you know, you can like live stream to Steam and I oh, see a lot yes. of people doing it. Yeah. Like, does that add value? It's not a not pleasant. Not to me. Yeah. Like, it, it's, I don't want to go to a storefront to to watch a stream. I would be cool with like, if I'm watching a game on, on Twitch, clicking a button to buy the game, but I don't want to like be watching a live stream of the game. If there's a video at the top of the screen of a live stream, I'd hope it would be some video that the dev chose that showcases the game as effectively as possible because it is true what i'll do if i see a game i want is i'll like google it mm. and i'll look for i'll find somebody that's played it in the past like a let's play on youtube i could see that yeah and then i can see the counter argument that if you gave devs the ability to put something there they would just put a trailer which is totally true yeah um, yeah yeah uh it's so there's a lot of times when i go on that thing it is generally i generally seem to see like the game itself is streaming its own game which i know there's some stuff like uh that cloud punk i referenced ages back they're always mm -hmm. streaming on youtube but I, on youtube on steam but yeah. it's always like i know i didn't want to see it like because i i'd already seen trailers and i was like yeah i'm sold and then the game would be i'd go to click it and this big screen would scroll down being like look it's being streamed and i'm like no i don't want to i don't want to spoil it like i don't <laughs> yeah i'm good i'm already gonna get it you're cool but you know they they had that steam festival where there was yes. all those demos oh, and we were go? talking about it oh it was fun yeah oh yeah we and we did like a live stream of it that was just great fun i had a great time nice like three of us got together and uh played each other's games and stuff oh that was great uh and yeah the in general like the demo was this real nice you know uplifting moment i'm really glad valve let me put the kind demo into this considering it's out already mm -hmm. it was really cool so yeah I've, I've only got positive things to say about it but part of that was like at the top of the steam festival there was a you could watch a featured stream 
uh, and a lot of people did that and the we've been comparing notes and it doesn't really increase your for the most part having faces there talking or people playing the game did not increase your sales what did happen was one intrepid individual just as soon as they realized they were on the festival front page put up their trailer and just streamed their trailer on loop and that worked <laughs> well yeah that would work which is like <laughs> totally cheating the system and you know valve doesn't moderate in any way so there's no, no way to like stop that so that's i think they're going to be the strat yeah uh, set up an event let the event go as soon as the event ends and you or as soon as you reach a point where you know you're on the um the festival main page and you can get away with it immediately flip over to your trailer yeah, and try to just play by. that on loop <laughs> <laughs> i'm kicking myself if i had known that i would have totally just put our three trailers on loop that would have been brilliant because yeah. we were on that yeah oh shit you were you you guys got on the front rotation very thing? yeah very briefly enough to get like several thousand or some views though the view numbers are insane on steam and yeah, the, i would love the, to know how they get them like do People i count it there it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't count like when you're when you go to visit the store page and you're scrolling past that video that's irritating you that's a view that's what i mean like is that counting as in their concurrent view numbers yeah that's yeah. like because that's crazy whenever i click on it it's like five thousand people are watching a live stream on steam i was like I never hear no. about it. I was like, who are these people that are 5, watching 5,000 people. Yeah. 5,000 people scrolled past that stream in the that's last couple minutes. Yeah. yeah that's it, it's totally, it's, from what we can tell, there aren't that many people watching directly on Steam. Did you see much? But, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. What was your Did question? you see much interaction? Like, was there people talking with you? Like, cause on Steam? There, no. There, there like I, I, yeah, I restreamed between Steam and um, and uh, Twitch, and the restream app actually com like combines the chat. Ah. But I I didn't I don't remember seeing anything on Steam at oh. all. Well, that answers that, I guess. <laughs> if the if the numbers like seven thousand, but there's nobody saying Ooh. anything, I'd be like, hmm, interesting. That that being said, Alan did hide the the stream where we had like a couple thousand was alan's and alan did set his page to hide the chat okay so that by default been, so somebody uh, would have had to yeah. open the chat and then decide to type okay interesting mm. but the you was the experience as a whole was it pretty good the the steam festival oh yeah i mean i had fun i mean i'm i'm gonna miss real festivals mm. i want to get back to, i miss the old normal quite a bit I enjoy those festivals. They're real. It's it's a real slap in the ego watching like hiding and watching strangers just bounce off the on-ramp for your game, but it's necessary. And it's, it's a yeah. real motivating, amazing experience hanging out with other developers in real life and just talking shop. Uh, and online communication does not replace honest, physical human interaction. Like it just, it's a weak teeth like it's it's a good stopgap but goddamn, i miss being in a crowd i miss being in a group i miss talking to people face to face you know mm. and so yeah i miss that but realistically probably way more people saw kind the demo here than they would have at pax um yeah maybe, maybe. There, there is an argument that the other side of it is pax is way more intimate whereas here thousands of demos were on yeah there was 900 like, like or sorry 900 excuse me yeah like, that's crazy. I said thousands. like, 
I, yeah, it's too many. Too many yeah. in a way. Like it, I couldn't play. Mm-hmm. You couldn't play all of those. I, like I'm not complaining, but it was still like cool. I guess I'll try and check out as many demos as I can. It's like there's 900. You got one weekend. I was like, oh, I will not play all of these then. All right. <laughs> you will play the ones that are already popular, which yeah. is like the. Which is why the, the smaller local events were so special or the in-person events were so special. Mm. And yes, it's curated, but I mean, it's curated, but people can't go to all of them. So you're usually supporting whoever the locals were at a local event. Like PAX East has different games than PAX West, yeah. has different games from who, wherever you are in the world, right? Like a maze or whatever they do in Berlin and, and all the things around the world. And like those, as soon as everything's online, now you'll never have that moment where you're only competing with your local people you're online you're competing with everybody yeah and if we move into a world where every festival has you competing with everybody that's a major bummer for people who are just starting out or who are you know not huge Mm. um that's a that's a risk factor with the way things are going right now because i do think we we're i don't know how long the the covid stuff's gonna last but i think we've got to figure out how to survive as an indie devs and like in the new normal for the next i'm guessing maybe another year at least uh maybe based on nothing who knows but you have to be prepared for that at least yeah. and so is is our future these online festivals where uh, gears of war has a demo at the same time as kine like <laughs> yeah uh, in the same you, chart you, like, you're like uh. yeah i because that's what steam is and that's what reality is and probably I gotta like, download if all online. of them like that's that's another thing i can't just like walk up to it walk up to the next one like it'll take me like yeah. a couple hours to download a chunky demo so it's like you know i only have so much time and hard drive space yeah i mean in a way it's a, if everything's online if all events are online in a way it's good because there's no gatekeeping and you can make stuff from anywhere in the world but in reality the only things that are going to survive are the biggest things um so it's gatekeeping in a different way. Like people only have so much attention and you are not the one that's getting covered by the media, you know, or by who knows how people find out about stuff these days. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's what's happening. It is what's happening, unfortunately, or fortunately, as we say, <laughs> we'll find out. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we should probably wrap this up, Gwen. Yeah, it was great talking to you, Chris Light. You too, Gwen. I said your full name right there. I know. God damn. <laughs> this has been, this has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light, and you've been in the dialogue box.